0: Hey there, Donna Ashton here for some Real Talk. Honestly, I don't like working that much, but I do like to make a lot of money. And I'm here to help you work less and make more so you can have your dream business. To be the boss on your terms, work when you want, from where you want, and maybe take Fridays off. This show is for coaches, consultants, and experts who want to leverage their time, make a bigger impact, and earn more money without working harder. Here's what you'll get on my show. Successful entrepreneurs revealing their best tips for a laptop lifestyle, my strategy and tools for creating courses and the latest marketing trends to get your course sold. Basically stories of real people living their dream business who also have the freedom to enjoy it. Hey there, and welcome to episode 19. I feel a little bit like Groundhog Day. on this podcast because I did an amazing episode before I left for Key West. And then my assistant just let me know that there was no sound. So yes, there's a podcast episode of me talking for 35 minutes and no sound. So, and it was really good. So I'm here in Key West, at my own business mastermind retreat, that for my own coaching, for me to learn and uplevel my business, and I have a break, so I'm going to try to recreate the podcast without my notes, but I think it'll be okay. Um, the what I wanted to talk about in this, or what I will be talking about in this podcast, is how to commit and really move forward with your goals even if there's fear. So I had some clients early on in my business when I started, um, you know, my groups, and they would tell me when I was talking to them on the phone, you know, like during the consult, they were afraid. And so I after several of people, and we, we talked through the whole thing, I did some research, and excitement and fear create the same feeling in your body, so I coached um, one of my clients, Emer, through this, and because she was, like, afraid of, taking the leap, taking the next step in her business, creating a course. And she was, you know, had a lot of feelings coming up around it. What if it doesn't work for me? And, um, you know, and kind of moving through that. And I thought, well, here's the thing. Like, what if you you embraced the excitement? Like, it's hard when we have that nervous, scared energy in our bodies Because it feels it can feel very constricting and very, oh, my gosh, I don't know. Maybe I'm not supposed to take this next step. Maybe I, you know, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. I'm feeling very scared. And um, and I was like, what if we could just what if you could just embrace the excitement of this and let that wash through your body? And she she loved that and really stuck with that idea and and what i know just from being in the coaching industry and 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 doing some coaching and and having a lot of different amazing clients and learning things through them while i'm helping them create courses is that our brains are wired to keep us safe right way back from the days of you know being chased by lions or whatever <laughs> And, you know, it, it's that thing in your brain that's like, don't cross the street, like without looking both ways. Like our brain is there or this part of our brain is there to keep us safe, to keep us feeling comfortable and secure. So, of course, anytime you are looking to make a big change and maybe sometimes not even a real big change, it depends on how used to. <laughs> Um, you doing this, it's like a muscle, what I've seen. And if you haven't done this or exercised this, this brain muscle of, hey, I'm going to move forward, I'm going to move forward, your brain starts to come up with all of the ways and things to keep you safe, because it thinks, uh-oh, she's stepping outside the box. We got. We're on high alert. <laughs> we have to Rush in and save her or whatever, right? Like this is what your brain is meant to do. And so that's what comes from that. So have you ever been like really excited about something, had a really great idea or just like had a real passion? Um, you know, maybe gone to a workshop or listened to a webinar or done, you know, had something come up when you were so inspired and like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to go for that. Whether it's starting a business or changing a program and your coaching or starting a course like whatever it is that something new that you're going to do and you're so excited about it and then a couple days later you you come back or you you tell someone your spouse your sister your friend and they go oh I heard those don't that doesn't work or you know they sort of like come from this place of trying to help um make sure you don't uh, fail or they're trying to protect you or even even sometimes we don't need to talk to someone else. Our own brain will start to chime in with all of the reasons why that won't work. Well, I've heard that's a big waste of time and, you know, people don't sell courses or I've heard, you know, having this uh, starting a business is really hard and I won't make any money. And um, and you know whatever, like we start to have all of this chatter and that is your brain trying to protect you and to keep you from moving forward with your goals. And it's not like, hey, let's get her. (laughs) Like it's there to protect you. But you have to know that's what's happening, I think, or you just won't do anything. Like, I feel like if you are constantly living in a state of fear, that could be one thing that that holds people back. I, I must have a very low threshold Um, of this because I just keep going and doing things and I'm going to give you some examples and I had it really laid out great in the last podcast but the fact of the matter is I had a mentor years ago I'm talking way back in the early days of my first business probably 2010 or 2011 and I remember her saying if you're not scared every day in your business you're not playing big enough and I remember thinking, ew, I don't want to feel like that. <laughs> Do I want to be scared every day? But I think what she was trying to say is a really great quote that I'm going to bring here um, from Joe Vitale. And I just used this in my mastermind retreat a couple weeks ago. And that is, it's okay to be a little scared of your goal and a lot excited. So when it comes to your goals, it's okay to be a little scared and a lot excited so you should have that and that's kind of that same thing I was talking about when I was coaching my client. Like the that fear and excitement are the same thing. But if you're like, "Oh my god, I'm so excited I really want to do this." Yeah, and I'm a little scared because I have no idea how it's going to go or I'm I'm not sure to what to expect. I think that's a healthy Way for you to be, because we always are a little bit scared when we are unsure, like when you start a new job, when your first day in high school, you know when you're going to get married and have a baby or any big life change, we're a little scared. I remember when I got pregnant and we tried for five years, and that's another story to get pregnant. um I was so excited and determined, but of course I was scared, like, oh my gosh, the birth. <laughs> I have to have two, you know, and what, what if I'm a terrible mom? What is it going to be like to have a child? Like, you know, all of those scary things. But um my excitement totally outweighed the fear of having a baby or I would have never gone to the extent that I did to, to finally, you know, conceive and, and have twins. So what I want to say here is, and I saw this, uh, I don't, I'm not taking credit for this. this. Is one of my clients and friends, Bryna Haynes, gave me a little notebook about two years ago at her event that said, make your dreams bigger than your fear. And I love that. I think that's the thing. You, making your dreams bigger than your fear will help you or it will empower you to move forward to do what you want to do. And um, I'm going to tell you my example. I, since the time I was born, (laughs) I can remember, um, you know, very early on, I'm talking when I was five years old, I was singing and wanted to be a singer. Like if anyone had asked me what I wanted to do when I grew up, that was it. And I'm a good singer. I'm not just like one of those American idol wannabes who can't sing and nobody's told them. But I mean, I really... Um, Ken sang and I started taking, you know, chorus and choir when I was in sixth grade. I started dancing. At I don't even know how old, probably fourth grade. I think I even took it earlier. And then I started dancing consistently and taking voice lessons and, you know, being trained and doing theater in in high school and all of that. And I just that's what I wanted to do. But I had a terrible case of stage fright and when you have that type of stage fright it's really hard to sing i could make myself go out there and dance and for some reason that wasn't as big a deal for me but the singing um maybe just because i was so passionate and loved it so much and wanted to be good and then when i would get out there. I had this weird little thing where I would like choke up (laughs) and um, it was hard. And I and it happened to me a couple times. And so the fear in me raised so high that I tamped it down and decided I was going to do something more practical, Um, which um, really wasn't that practical. (laughs) I I went to college for uh, fashion merchandising and decided I wanted to do um I did like the displays in those stores on the mannequins I was very creative thing and I kind of decided that was the way I was going to go I loved fashion and and I had an eye an artistic eye already and um I decided to do that for a little while and then um Realize that that's a rough place to be and it's, it's basically just retail and where I lived I would have had to go to New York in order for to really you know kind of be the visual merchandise and really be in the fashion industry and I just didn't really the fear was too great for me to do that honestly I didn't really want to go there and do that so I decided to just go get a regular – I remember saying I wanted just a regular job where I don't have to work on the weekends. I wasn't getting paid like $5 an hour, which is what I was getting paid in this job. Like, I loved it. It was fun. But the pay was terrible, and the hours were not great because I they pulled me in on the holidays. They pulled me in to work on the weekends and, like, you know, just do regular sales or, you know, checking people out in a retail store. And so it wasn't always – The fun, like, you know, setting up the displays and and dressing mannequins. So knowing absolutely nothing about working in an office and knowing and never working on a computer. So maybe I'm dating myself, but I decided to do the only thing I thought I knew how to do. And that was to talk on the phone. (laughs) I knew I could do that. So I applied uh, to get a position as a receptionist um at like a corporate office um for this business when I was living in Charlotte and I figured, well I know how to talk on the phone, I can do that. I learned how to use the switchboard and became the receptionist over there. And then luckily um someone in the office, a guy, decided to teach me how to use a computer. I know this sounds crazy. I was just in my early twenties and so I learned how to do the computer and then they promoted me to like accounts receivable. So I got off the phones and I was working back there and learned how to do that. And then eventually I left and took a job in customer service and uh, at a different company, um, like it's a paging company. No, I think it was a phone company. Anyway, I like got cell phones. This is way back when cell phones just came out, when they were like bad phones and those big phones. <laughs> and I worked in the telecommunications industry for a long time. Um, in the corporate world, doing pagers when pagers were really hot and um, doing collections. I was a collections person that would call people. Can you believe it? Like I had no experience that I was scared and I would do it. But all of these things built up my confidence and my um um, I don't know. It was sort of like, just is this is just what I kept doing, like as being a person afraid to sing in front of people. I found that when I look back on my path, that I made a very wide like circle <laughs> doing little things to get me more comfortable with speaking in front of people. So first answering phones like, you know, I literally was a very, I know that's hard to believe. I was afraid to like order a pizza and I was very, even though I'm a, I'm an extrovert, I'm sort of an introverted extrovert. And back in my like late teens and early twenties, I was very shy and very like, I just didn't want to be, I I don't say I didn't want to be in the spotlight, but I wouldn't put myself out there. So it took me a while to build up my muscle of doing things little by little out of my comfort zone. Like, Talking to people on the phone, then learning how to do a computer, then going into a customer service where I was talking to people all day about their problems, and then going into collections and making the phone calls. I was scared out of my mind to do that kind of thing. <laughs> and then we decided, um, I decided then that I, w- I needed something else and I, I wanted to be, um, having my own business. And I didn't have a role model. Like my mom wasn't, no one in my family had their own business. It wasn't like I had this mentor who was showing me the ropes or, um, you know, inspired me. I think the only person I can think back then was was Oprah. Oprah was on at that time. And I remember her talking about having her in, you know, you know just getting on having her own business. She, you know, kind of, I guess had just become this amazing woman doing her own thing, her own way. And I thought, I think I would like to do that. I don't, I don't like to people. I don't like people telling me what to do. (laughs) And it was hard for me to fit into that corporate mold um, because I knew I wanted something else. And I actually started um, my own sort of little side business while I was still working in corporate. This was right before we moved from Charlotte down to where we live now. I loved herbs and decided I started growing in my own backyard flowers and herbs. And I, I again, my mom used to drag me to the uh, garden center like as a teen to get flowers and be like ah i don't want to do that but when i had my own place we finally we moved into our own home um i started gardening and i just found i had a real knack for it i loved um flowers and and especially herbs so i started looking at all these books on how to start your own herb business and like i was just like again there was no internet or it was at the very early stages of the internet where there was really nothing there And so I decided I was going to start my own business. And I remember one weekend and I grabbed my mom. She's very creative and artsy, too, at the time. Like, come on, we're going to have our own herb business. We made these little crafts and we took them down to the farmer's market. You could rent a table for like ten dollars or something on a Saturday. And we took them down and we had like this little table of like twelve things, like little herb wreaths. I don't even remember what we had, little oils with herbs or something. I can't even. We had made some stuff but I had my cards out there and this man came over to the table and asked if I could grow herbs because he is opening an Italian restaurant and he needed a supplier. And I was like, yes, I'll be happy to do that. (laughs) He says, okay, I'll call you next week. And my mom was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know. I just jumped in and said yes. And like immediately the next week bought all these plants and planted like half my backyard Full of basil and all these other plants for him, not knowing what I was doing or how I was even going to do this, I just sort of started jumping into it. And I would literally get up at like 5:30 in the morning, as soon as it was light outside, and I would go out and like cut all the herbs. He would call me the night before with the order, or for like I don't know, he I think it was like twice a week he would order, and he would say, "Here's what I need. I need eight bundles of this. I need four bundles of this. Whatever." And so I was out there at 530 in the morning cutting the herbs and like bundling them all together and putting them into this little bin. And then I would go on to my job. I I worked eight to five in a corporate job. So I would go to work and then my mom would come over later and she would drive down to the restaurant and deliver the herbs. And then he would pay me. So we did this for a while till I was like, I'm running out of plants like I didn't realize how quickly I was going through what he needed. My plants were getting smaller and smaller. It wasn't like I had this big nursery or like this big acreage. I had this, you know, like just a regular sized backyard that was turned into like an herb garden. And that's about the time we were moving or decided we were going to move. So I told him I was going to you know, be moving and I, I couldn't continue. So then when I went back to my job, I talked them into being the first telecommuter which is what we called it back then, like the first person to work from home, like that just wasn't a thing. And I said, well, I know what I'm doing. I'm very specialized here. I can log into the computer. I have my computer. I can log into the system and I can still work part time. So they agreed. And I did that for a while. And then I I just dabbled. I knew I wanted to have my own business. And I think I just pushed myself a little, a little, a little. I also grew some Flowers and I sold at the flower show. I just put myself in front of people more and more. And then when I decided I wanted to do my homeschool business after my kids were born, I just um you know, kind of just bit the bullet and decided I was gonna do these teleseminars. Back then they didn't have webinars because most people didn't even have smartphones. I didn't have a smartphone back then. My first, I think I had like the Blackberry at that time. So when we would do like, I was, I just invited a bunch of experts that I thought I could bring on to help my people. And I remember the first time I went back to do this, you may have heard this story before, I don't, I can't remember if I've told this. The call was at like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and I was just interviewing someone. She was doing the training. Like I was just bringing her on, reading her bio, and then she was going to do like a 20 or 30-minute training, and then I would ask her some questions. I was so nervous. I was like sick to my stomach. I remember going back into the office and like getting ready. Like I don't know what I had to do to get ready. I was like about to throw up all day long thinking about how I had to do this thing. That was my first one. (laughs) And it got easier. But I've done hundreds of teleseminars, webinars, trainings, and then pushing myself to do a live event. Uh, Three years ago, I did a one day live event and we had how many people came about 15 people were there. I was so nervous. I was I was sick before I had to, to, you know, go and do it. But I and I was like, why can't I just be a person who's satisfied, you know, just staying right here in behind the scenes and just do it? But I know that that's not what is meant for me because I've had this urge since I was five to be out in front of people, even though I thought singing was going to be the way. Then it has become teaching and coaching and doing it this way. But I still very much enjoy being out there. And even up to this past March of 2020, when I had my three-day event, I remember like all the people were in the room and I had like 30 women in there and they were all in there and it was almost time to start. And I was like in there was like a little hallway and I was sitting at this table, like listening to them, chattering, thinking, oh, my God, I have to go in there in five minutes. I was so panicked. Like, you know, I was thinking first, will they even show up? What if no one comes? And then I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, now I have to go in there and deliver content and speak to them for three days what was I thinking (laughs) but I know as soon as I went into the room and played my music and everybody was clapping and we had a great time that it just became like I I knew this is where I'm supposed to be and I once I got in there I calmed down and I did a great job because it's just that fear of oh my god I don't think I can do this you know and I think many people just stop but i think what if i hadn't done all of this what if i had just stayed working in a corporate job and i mean there's nothing wrong with that but for me look at all the lives i've changed and with my homeschool business and with my course business look at how many people i've helped and look what i've created and the money that i've created and the freedom that i've created and the businesses that i've created and the the impact that i've created so I think it's easy sometimes to just pull back. And I feel like that's what I did in my, you know, with the singing career. Like I thought I was going to be like Madonna, you know, and I thought there's no reason I can't like, and I probably could have, I don't know if I could Madonna, but you know what i feel Like I could have been successful if I had just had, I don't know, something else. I, you know, I I don't know what would have been the thing if somebody had pushed me, if I had just been a little more, um, outgoing or just determined. Maybe it wasn't the path for me and maybe that's why it didn't work out. But I think that I always thought I blew it. I could have had my chance. I didn't do it. But I did. um, I said this on the other episode is that about six years ago, I did. um, I decided hey, I need to model this for my kids, and I love singing, and I still just love all of that, so I went and decided I was going to audition for like our local theater, and our local theater is not local. It's like 45 minutes one way to go, and so I went down there. I was scared out of my mind, I can just tell you, for the audition, and I hadn't done any singing or anything like that since I had been like in high school, basically, so I went up there, but I got a decent part, and Um, and then I remember my husband saying, you have to drive every night. Like we had practices every night and then we had Saturdays off and then we had Sunday afternoon. So I would like, you know, be teaching my kids at homeschooling. And then when my husband would come home at five o'clock, I would grab something to eat and I would drive 45 minutes, probably an hour in the five o'clock traffic. And I would have my, we would sometimes have two and three hour Um, you know, rehearsals and practices and everything. And I would get home at like 10, 11 o'clock at night. In fact, I remember because this was a Christmas show, I ended up doing a a Christmas story. I remember thinking, I have absolutely no time to do any shopping. I remember thinking, Target is open at, and I was, I was at 11 o'clock and I was on the way back from my, um, practice and I went and did some Christmas shopping at Target because they were open till like midnight or something. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't even know when I can do my shopping. It was crazy. But and my husband was like, and they don't pay you and they won't even give you free tickets for your family. <laughs> like it's community theater. And I just love it. Like I loved every minute of it. I was scared, of course, and I was just petrified like the first couple nights of the shows. But once I did it again and again and again, it just got easier for me to say my lines and to dance around on stage with a leg lamp. there's probably pictures on my Facebook you could find of me dancing around with a big leg lamp. It was a lot of fun. And I'll probably do it again if I can, you know, when I have a little more time to do it, because I do enjoy it. But I could have said I'm not going to do it. But I thought, hey, what the heck have I got to lose? Right. And I pushed myself. I made that dream. I know I'm not Madonna or Britney Spears or something, but it's like I did the theater. I went and did it. And I was so proud of myself. And my kids really looked up to me for that. And they thought it was really something really cool. So um, all of this to kind of bring around and to say is that you can stay in fear. You can stay stuck in your you know little box. But if you have a dream, if you have a passion, if you have something inside, it's going to keep coming at you and it's going to keep bubbling up. Until finally, maybe it's already squashed, and you just say that's it. Or you can take that bubble and and nurture it, and you know, and make it into something, even if it's not exactly what you were thinking. As in my singing, I now have a podcast. I do webinars. I do live events and speak in front of people, and all of that experience that I had in my early days, (laughs) you know, helped. I think that's what I love so much about kind of being on the stage and being in front, and I when I can get past the fear, then I can shine because I have the, you know, the, the training and and all of that. And I'm not saying you have to have that, but I feel like it wasn't all of a waste. Like I'm still out there doing something and helping people and, you know, whether it's on stages virtually or physical stages. So to me that feeds that passion of being on stage. And even if I'm not singing songs, I'm helping impact people and and helping them get their work out into the world, which is actually more fulfilling to me. And, um, you know, maybe my dream has changed and now this is what I'm meant to do. So but if I hadn't pushed myself, if I hadn't worked on that muscle over the years, I could have just stayed in my little box. And I will give some credit to my husband who pushed me and, and really tried to get me out of that and would make me do things <laughs> to like push me outside the box and take little baby steps. And uh, now I'm like, you have to deal with me now because you've helped create this monster. <laughs> and I do the same thing for my, my girls because I don't, one's kind of shy and a little introverted and I don't want her to. I don't want it to take 30 years or 40 years for people to come out of their shell. So I try to push them, not push, but like you order the thing, you do this college application, you call the doctor and make the appointment, you know, trying to get them going. Because I know that um, that, that those were the early things and I had to start doing that for myself. And those little baby steps starts to push you um, to exercise that muscle of fear of the unknown or fear of doing something. So if you are thinking of creating a course, if you are thinking of starting a business and you have that fear, check in. Is it just like, oh, my God, I could never do that. Like sometimes I feel like if you don't have the passion or the desire to do it, then you probably aren't meant to do it like i think about people jumping out of a plane or something like that is something i have absolutely no desire to do and i am so like fearful of heights i'm sure i could i don't know if i'm sure i could do it i don't know i really don't think i could do it <laughs> i think i would pass out or something but like i never have had this desire to like repel off tops of mountains or jump out of planes but I'm sure those people who have had to push through that fear, but their desire to do it was there. So if you don't like I feel like you the universe doesn't give you the desire if it doesn't give you the way to make it happen. Right. Like just with my singing, like or with my speaking or whatever, like I wouldn't have had that desire to do it if I wasn't. Meant or capable to do it. So if you're having a desire, if you've got something burning inside of you, make your dream and that excitement bigger than your fear, even if you have to take baby steps. And just know it's okay to be a little bit, you know, fearful and a little bit scared. I sure have been. (laughs) I've been scared out of my mind and thinking, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? But then once I do it, I go, oh, that's why because I'm supposed to be here doing this. I want to do this. And I, the fear is still there. And, you know, it, it I don't know, maybe it'll never go away completely, but I make that goal and that dream big enough. And um, I just, just go, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen here? I, my, this is something I got from a yoga teacher when I started taking yoga a while ago. I was like, they, they were doing all these handstands and all this stuff. And I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> and she was she came over to me and said, What's the worst thing that could happen? I'm like, Well, I could fall. She's like, okay, but you got the mat and I'm right here. I'm like, okay. And so I've used that so many times. Like I took that one little line. What's the worst thing that can happen? Right? And and I know you're not we're not supposed to be like ruminating around in the negativity, but if I think, okay, what's the worst thing that can happen is, okay, so I missay a word or I you know, no one shows up or whatever. Like, you know, what it can be, the like, I'm not going to die from this. And, you know, even though I feel like I might want to, <laughs> the worst thing that can happen is, you know, I go out there and I do the best I can do. Like, you know, the, our minds play tricks and make things to be so much bigger. But if you take it down to that, that piece of what's the worst thing that could happen here? And if you're getting some instruction from someone, like let's just say, because since this is what I teach, creating courses, I know there's a lot of fear. Like, I don't know if it can work for me. I don't know how to do the tech. I'm not sure if I have anything worth teaching or if this will actually like people will buy it. Like there's all of these like things that we say. But if you have a desire to get a course and you really want to do it you don't have to do this alone. Like I didn't create my businesses and, and create my live events on my own because then I think it never would have happened. Like I get help. I had a voice teacher. I had a dance teacher. <laughs> I learned and and had someone to teach me from books or the guy helping me with a computer. I didn't just sit down and magically start looking and learning. Like I took that instruction and got someone to help me because then at least I can say, okay, well, what do I do? And then someone shows you. So that takes away some of the fear that you have to try to figure it all on your own. I mean, it's still kind of there. Like with my live event, I knew I had everything in place. I knew there were 30 people sitting in there waiting for me. So I knew that like people weren't just not going to show up, they came. (laughs) And it was just the fear of, oh my gosh, I have to get up and do this. But once I got in there because I had someone that I had, you know, that I had um, hired a coach to help me come in and do it, that I knew everything was in place. And so all I had to do was show up and do the work. But if I I had to do the whole thing myself and try to figure it out, it would have been a nightmare. So get some help if this is a desire for you to do a course or start a business or move your coaching to the next level. Get some help because that will help you with the fear like of I don't know how to do this and I'm going to be stuck here wondering how to do this for the next three years. (laughs) Getting someone to help you move through the steps takes away some of that of I don't know what to do to. okay, just show me how to do this. And you can get that support and that guidance. And also it's just like half the time of of making it happen so if you have to go figure out what to do first and then you have to do it that's like at least double the time right you're you're having to try to figure it out and then do it if you just don't have to figure it out and just follow the instructions and let someone i'll show you it saves you all of that. And then you just have to do the work. And that's a lot easier because you can follow step-by-step instructions. Okay, great. I do this first. I do this next. I do this next. And you don't have to be hoping or wondering or like, I just don't know what to do now. I'm totally, I knew this wasn't going to work. You know, that sort of self-fulfilling prophecy. Of, oh, well, I wasn't supposed to do this. And this fear has got to be, and now I'm stuck over here. And I had a half something done and it's not right. And I knew courses sucked. And I knew I sucked and whatever, you know, you start spinning out. So, um okay, I'm going to wrap this up with, again, it's okay for your goal to be a little bit scary and a lot exciting. I think keep that and then make your dreams bigger than your goal. And I know I've talked about your big why and having that why. You need to have that why for the days when it is scary and you're like, why can't I just sit over here in this box? But instead – I want you to step out into the sunshine and shine and bring your brilliance out into the world so that you can help people. Because I know that's why you're you're you know, you're you're in business already. You're helping people. So it's okay to be a little scared to step in the sunshine. But let's move on so that you can do the work that you're meant to do in the world. Okay. until next time, I will see you on my next episode. Thanks so much for dropping in and spending time with me. Does your dream of working less seem a bit closer after that episode? Mine does. And I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and move you closer to your goals. And if you're wondering if you are ready to do this, hop over and take the Create Your Course Quiz for instant results on your next step in the course process, createyourcoursequiz.com. Check the show notes for all the links at donnaashton.com forward slash podcast before you go if you enjoyed the conversation make sure to subscribe to the show to get new episodes each thursday as they come out and if you're on the apple podcast app and want to leave us a quick review and some love that will help spread the word to motivate others to work less and make more